Hi, this is Kyler. And I'm Adeze. And today we are going to be talking about the Transcendentalist Movement and the Abolitionist Movement. We will be <coughs> discussing something along the lines of how the two movements correspond with one another or contradict one another. After this segment, we will um, discuss the two movements in more detail and then we will interview a few people. Hi, I'm Kyler. And I'm Adeze. And, and this, this is the, the Kazam, Kazam Show. Today we will be talking about the Transcendentalism Movement and the Abolitionist Movement. The Abolitionist Movement was a movement started in the early 1800s through the mid-1850s. The purpose of the Abolitionist Movement was to end slavery in the United States, setting all slaves free to be treated equally as humans, also given the rights one was born with. Important people to remember during this podcast, Frederick Douglass, William Lloyd Garrison, and David Walker. Frederick Douglass, one of the most important people of the whole abolitionist movement, he was very important to this cause because not only did he write the 4th of July piece titled, What to the Slave is the 4th of July, written July 5th in 1852, <clears throat> he has... Throughout the document, he tells the realization of the holiday for African Americans. An excerpt from the passage is the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham, your boasted liberty and unholy license, your national greatness, swelling vanity, your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless. <clears throat> Right here, he is talking about how the 4th of July is not actually a universal holiday. To him, the holiday is mainly for other cultures, such as white Americans, because slaves should not celebrate the 4th of July. He also tells why they should not celebrate it. The next person that's important to the movement is William Lloyd Garrison. William wrote the anti-slave newspaper, which contributed to spreading the word about the abolitionist movement and its uprising. Garrison was a part of the anti-slave society, which wanted to immediately ban all slavery and also wanted to push for new government officials and laws that would equally make the world peaceful. David Walker was the key founder of the Anti-Slave Society. They did several programs. He also wrote several books about black liberation. He also forced the Constitution, saying that it was illegal because it denies black rights. The abolitionist movement <clears throat> affected many other things than just African Americans. The abolitionist movement also was one of the key, the key parts of starting the Civil War. The debate between the North and South about slavery is what caused a clash and started the war. Now off to Kyler talking about the Transcendentalism Movement. The Transcendentalism Movement is a philosophical movement that developed in the 1820s and 1830s, the later part of the 1820s and 1830s. 
It developed in the eastern United States. It arose as a reaction to protests against the general state of intellectualism and spirituality at the time. People involved were writers and philosophers such as Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry David Thoreau, Margaret, Margaret Fuller, Amos Branson Alcott, Frederick Henry Hedge, and Theodore Parker. Um, their core values are individualism, idealism, and the divinity of nature. Um, some things that Emerson Thoreau um, really believes about transcendentalism um, from his text, he states that to speak truly, few adult persons can see nature. Most persons do not see the sun, at least they have a very superficial seeing. The sun illuminates only the eye of the man, but shines into the eye and the heart of the child. By saying this, he's saying that not everyone sees nature for really, really is. Only specific people can. And another quote, that quote was from um, Nature. And another quote from Beauty by Emerson says that um, there is no object so foul that intense light will not make it beautiful. By saying this, he is saying that... Um, Nature can make all things beautiful. You just have to like really see it and for what it for what it truly is and stuff like that. Okay, now we are back with our um, first person that we are going to be interviewing. What main argument was Frederick Douglass trying to convey? These first two questions, by the way, are about the abolitionist movement. I think the main argument that Frederick Douglass was trying to convey was that what was to a slave the 4th of July wasn't the same as how Frederick Douglass felt the Americans looked at it because America became free meanwhile slavery was still going on. Okay. Second question. Do you think Frederick Douglass sees the 4th of July in a more positive light or negative light? Hmm. I think Frederick Douglass saw the 4th of July in a more negative light. Okay, now on to the transcendentalist questions. Question three. Do you think only some people see nature for what it truly is, like Emerson says in um, the story Nature? I think only some people have their eye for nature, but others just go outside and see what's physically there and not beyond the physical matter. Okay, the third question for transcendentalism. <clears throat> Do you agree with Emerson and Thoreau that the light of nature can make any object beautiful? Yes, I agree with Emerson and Thoreau that there is nothing that nature can't make beautiful. Okay, now this is a question that ties, well, that has to do with the abolitionist movement and the transcendentalist movement. So, which movement do you think people cared about more? I think that people care more about the abolitionist movement back then and even now because people probably care more about the oppression of human beings rather than seeing the true beauty and greatness that nature has to offer 
Okay, thank you. So the first question is, what do you think the primary argument that is that Douglas was trying to get across to people about the whole abolitionist movement? Um, in regards to the uh, abolitionist movement, I think he was trying to uh, explain that um, it was beneficial, obviously, to African Americans. It hindered uh, white men who owned slaves. Um, and also along the lines, he, he talks about the 4th of July and how it's celebrated as Independence Day, but not at all uh, for African Americans. Good answer. Um, the second question is, within the past years with situations that have occurred, like um, police brutality and stuff, do you think that the, abolition, the abolitionist movement actually worked? Uh, I think it worked at the time. Uh, I think... Uh, African Americans still have a long way to go uh, in regards to not obviously freeing slaves but just rights and privileges that uh, others in America uh, freely uh, endure. Um, the next question is in regards to transcendentalism. Um, do you think that you can be one with nature or is it nothing besides trees and animals? Um, I think you, you can, uh, but I think it takes, I guess, a different kind of person in a good way uh, when it comes to being one with nature. I think nature is important, but I, I wouldn't put that ahead of uh, government or religion necessarily. Okay. Um, so it's a piece in one of the takes in nature. It's an excerpt from um, Emerson. And he says, the light of nature can make any object beautiful. And do you think that this reference is supposed to be taken into a literal sense? Like, if you shine light on a tree, a tree is beautiful, or do you think it's a deeper meaning behind it? Um, I think it depends on the person, again. Uh, if you're someone who is in tune with nature, uh, it's probably something that you, you honestly believe in, that all nature is beautiful. But I think realistically, there's there's parts of nature uh, that aren't as um, visually beautiful as others. Um, the last question is between the transcendentalist movement and the abolitionist movement. The first part of the question is, which movement do you think is more serious to history and why? Um, definitely the abolitionist movement, and uh, the reason why is because for, you know, since the beginning of time, African Americans have been oppressed um, and kind of put behind the eight ball, so here we are 200 and some odd years later after the Civil War and some of the same problems that were happening during the Civil War and into the Civil Rights Movement are, are still going on, unfortunately. And the second part of the question is, as people, which move, like, not just us, but the entire world, country, everything, which movement do you think people as a whole took more seriously? Um, I'll say this, I think it's a geographical thing. I think if you were in the South or the North, the abolitionist movement uh, probably meant more as opposed to being, let's just say, west of the Mississippi where you didn't hear too much about um, instances of uh, oppression, again, with African Americans. Thank you. Good. Yeah. 
this is Kyler. And this is Adeze. And after our interviews and doing the rest of our podcast, we've came to the conclusion that the two movements don't necessarily correspond with each other or contradict each other, but they're similar in the way of how they both wanted self-reliant, how they both like had to do with self-reliance because the transcendentalists um, are all about inner peace. And to find your inner peace, you have to depend on yourself. So that's self-reliance. And then the abolitionists, they wanted the other, they wanted the white Americans and like the Indians and stuff like that to be, to not rely on them, the slaves. So in that way, they wanted everyone to be um, self-reliant. And for governing, in the way of governing, we believe that it doesn't necessarily, um, they don't necessarily have the same rules and beliefs because transcendentalism and abolitionists, yes, in some cases they were both for peace, which were mainly transcendentalism, but the abolitionist movement people, they were mainly, they're for peace, but it's also do whatever it takes to push for like what they need and like what needs to be right. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it.